Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. You are listening to the Therapy as a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Rosalind Renee, and welcome to the show, you all. This has been such a good week for me. Oh, my goodness. I'm recording this on a very cold, cold Sunday. So I hope that you all have had an amazing week. Um, It's getting close to Christmas. Goodness, I can't even believe that it's Christmas. A couple days from now. So I am wanting to just really give you, I was thinking about recording this podcast and I was just so like, what am I going to talk about on my reflection podcast? And I really wanted to share this. I know this um, podcast is called Therapy as a Christian. I talk about my experience with therapy, but I really wanted to offer some form of reflection for you all to listen to from me this year um, well, on this show about this year for me, because I, I know that sometimes we go into our year, the beginning of the year with all these goals, all these things, my, myself included. But sometimes I don't think we really talk about when we go into the year with all these goals and we don't accomplish them. And that was me. So I want to just kind of go through this podcast. I have about let's see one, two, three, four, five points um, that I want to share with you that I learned from this year. So very vulnerable things, but also some amazing things. And at the end of this podcast, it was really on my heart when I was praying before I press record to pray for you all um, at the end of this podcast. So if you make it to the end, there's going to be a prayer about your upcoming year. And I pray for you all often, but I felt led to do this because I think there's so many people who may or may not be going into the year with just kind of that motivation to start, or if they are, they're a little nervous. Um, And I don't ever think that there's a certain time to start something, but You know, the season of the new year gives this freshness, I believe, and it offers this just new transition. And so I wanted to pray with you all just about some things that, you know, whatever God leads me to pray about and say, I want it to be specifically for you. So at the end of this podcast, I will be praying. Um, But I want to give like my mood and my mood in doing this podcast, I'm a little nervous 
for some reason. It's really strange. Like I pray and I be, I'm excited every time I press record, but I'm a little nervous to honestly kind of share some things because I will say this to you all, and I'll be transparent because I'm a, I'm obviously transparent. Being vulnerable and telling you all about my experience with therapy, for one, is challenging. But sharing some deep things about myself in my day-to-day life, I don't normally do. So for me to talk on the microphone about stuff that's very vulnerable to me, especially about my relationship with God, which is so sacred to me is challenging. So every time I press record, I'm opening myself up to you even more. And I'll be honest, it is, (laughs) y'all, it is really challenging. Um, But I'm so deeply in such a place of where I'm so ready for people to see who God can make them into, who God can make you into when you trust him. That if it means me exposing myself for someone else to be blessed, as challenging as that is, I'm willing and wanting to do it because I don't know what on the other side of this podcast who you are, y'all are really just numbers. When I look at, you know, who listens to the podcast, y'all are really just numbers. And so for me to just kind of know like numbers are listening, I don't know what you're going through, but I want my testimony to be something for you. So I'm always hoping that what I share is helpful Um, because I don't know if it is, but if it is, Hallelujah, glory to God. So if God's leading you to listen to this podcast, um, he knows that you need something, obviously, or if you're just listening to know my business, but whatever, he knows you need something. Um, And I know that he's so deeply rooted in this because I would not step out and do this. And I'm I'm not going to go into a soapbox, but I just felt led to say that because I don't want you all to think that me sharing this is simple or easy. It's really challenging. When I write my notes, I'm like, goodness, am I going to share that? There's some stuff that I write sometimes that I do delete because I want that still to be a sacred part of me. But some things I really feel so led to share. So um, just to kind of give a review of this year. I just want to let you know, like, if you didn't, if you came into 2018 with goals and you didn't accomplish them, girl, let me tell you, don't let that go. Because I didn't accomplish anything I set out to do this year. I wanted to write a book. I wanted to do so many other things that will probably come. But I had a thought of what I wanted to do. Wanted to do. I didn't know that this year would be such a healing year for me. I laid low a lot this year in my eyes to accomplish something that I didn't know I needed to accomplish, which was dealing with a lot of emotional baggage. Um, And so I have those five points again that I want to just give you the reflection of this year As I was reviewing my notes, I just realized, gosh, I've grown so much, but it's still 
crazy to see who I am now because I would have never told myself that I would be talking on a microphone to people that I don't really know who listens and want to share myself with you so that you can be able to be changed. Um, And I mean that genuinely from the bottom of my heart. Um, I think sometimes we think purpose means you have to, I don't know what you think purpose is, but for me, I always thought purpose meant, oh, I can do what I think people might want when all in actuality, God has shown me purpose for him is lined up with what he wants from me. Um, and all the while using what he wants from me to serve other people. So whew, after that, I'm telling y'all, this is, this, this is challenge. This, this episode has been challenging for me to press record. I don't know why it's, I'm a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. So anyway, my five points for this reflection podcast. Wow. This year, the first one, um, of the five that I learned was to give myself permission. And as I'm talking now, I feel myself getting lighter. So praise God. Um, Give myself permission. So this term, like give yourself permission, kind of came from a place of when I was in therapy, my therapist just always said, give yourself permission to feel, give yourself permission to let go. And I'm like, I have no idea what this means. But I thought about it as I was doing my notes and I was thinking about when a mom gives their child permission to go do something when they're not um, around. And it made me think of like, you're putting your full trust into something to be kind of like the mom putting her whole trust in her child to do the right thing. And when I was thinking about giving myself permission, it meant trusting myself enough to do something I've never done before and giving myself permission to do it, not waiting on the right time, quote unquote, or something to happen, quote unquote, for me to give myself permission Um, the right time to make a new friend or the right time to start a business or the right time to open up about my life. I just don't think there's ever a right time. Sometimes there is when it comes to certain things, but when you're giving yourself permission emotionally, that can be really challenging. And so I want this podcast to be about you giving yourself permission to allow yourself to heal. Um, There are a lot of broken people in this world. There are a lot of people that are suffering from a lot of different things that, that are hurtful. And I think we don't give ourselves permission to do what it is that we've dreamed of doing or wanted to do because we think we're too old or we don't have enough money or there's no provision for what we want or we... We're at a point in our lives where it's like, I should have, would have, could have, or I should have known that then it's like, give yourself permission now. Stop wasting the years of life to do something that you know you need to do, but you're just like making up all these excuses. Allow yourself the opportunity. Don't wait and search for it because nobody's going to tell you to do it, but you, you know what it is that you need to do. Give yourself permission. And so... I will say this, when I 
did when I wanted to do this podcast, the podcast came out of me wanting to just share my experience with therapy because it was so helpful for me. But I questioned myself so much and just said, I don't know if I want to do that. People won't listen. People aren't going to find that helpful. Who am I to talk about God? I'm not a pastor. I'm not this. I'm not that. Just who am I to go to therapy? I'm too old. All that stuff in my life has passed, all that kind of stuff. And I questioned myself and I, I was talking about going to therapy for somebody who may think they're too old to do that. You're never too old to start something. Um, don't question yourself. Do what it is that you feel like you want to do for yourself. Um, because we don't get any opportunities again. Time is something we can never give back. We can probably bend, mend a relationship or start a new job, but we can never get back our time and give yourself permission to do so. Also, one of the things that I gave myself permission to do was to be vulnerable. Uh, When I went into therapy, I realized I was extremely avoidant, and I'll talk about that in my next point, but giving myself permission to be vulnerable. Like I said at the beginning of this podcast, I'm not normally a vulnerable person in my day life. So for me to press record on a microphone to people I don't know or listening to it, y'all, that is some scary stuff. But I, I know what pushes me to do that is because God showing me that this is what he wanted me to do and me saying to myself, I'm going to give myself permission to do what God wants me to do. And it's it's just it's 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 still something I'm working through. I'll say that. But I know that that's something I have to do is just give myself permission every day to choose to do something that I may have never done before. Um, So, yeah, I hope I explained that point right. Um, One more point within giving myself permission was I said no. I gave myself permission to say no to a lot of stuff. I think when um, you put boundaries up for yourself, when you realize how valuable that you are and you give yourself permission to allow people to be upset with you because you said no, baby, you have really given yourself power because when you allow things that happened for so long and you can say to yourself, now I'm going to give myself permission to do this because I know it's best for me. So powerful. Um, and it's, oh, it, it, it can just, it's hard, but it's so powerful when you do that. Learn to say no, because no is a complete sentence. The second thing I learned this year was that pain is going to happen and I don't need to avoid it. I've gone through some painful experiences this year. Um, I won't get into all of them, um, but a couple things in particular that I learned this year in going through painful experiences is that when you are hurt, you have to push through. You cannot avoid it. Um, And that avoidance only causes you to pull 
pull back from taking steps forward. It's almost like if you avoid, you basically are, if you're, okay, let me give an example, a visual example for you. If you're walking down the, down, down a sidewalk and you see something and you, um, and you stop, if you're avoiding, you stop, you never continue to take steps forward. Things are passing you by, cars, people, people walking their dogs. Like those can be examples of situations where life is just passing you by and you won't get to continue and walk with it if you just stop. So knowing that pain is going to happen, you got to keep walking. You can't stop just because pain happens. Um, And I will say that when you do experience pain, there are things that you can do to help because you may feel like you need to stop. But when I say stop, don't allow yourself to allow that situation or that moment or that thing make you stop in your life. You can still keep going. Um, One of the things that was really hard for me that I learned was that I avoided my past so much. I remember in particular um, when I was in therapy, I was talking a lot about my childhood. That was something that me and my therapist spent majority of the year going through um, and just how my childhood had patterns of things that contributed to my adult life and the way that I handled situations, the way that I communicated with people, the way I held on to stuff, how I held grudges with people, all of those patterns of those things related to a lot with childhood and how I saw things when I was growing up. I remember one situation in particular, however, one session where me and my therapist were talking about, um, she she said, when was the first experience you actually felt hurt? What, what's the what's the youngest age you can remember being like hurt emotionally by something you may have saw or whatever? And I told her, I said, mm, I think I remember being hurt around eight years old emotionally. Um, and I remember she made me there was a chair, an empty chair next to me. And she said, I want you to imagine telling your eight-year-old self at 27 when I was because I'm 28 now but at 27 I was 27 telling my 27 year old self telling my eight-year-old self as if I was sitting in that empty chair what would I tell her and I immediately burst into tears because I remember thinking I'm like kind of going back to being eight years old I wouldn't know what to tell myself I was so hurt and realizing at 27, I carried the pain of eight years old inside my heart. And it was so hard. And I remember telling her, I was like, I can't, I can't do that. I don't know what I would tell myself. And she said to me very plainly, you may not want to tell yourself or tell your, that eight-year-old girl how you feel, but you're going to have to eventually. And Avoiding that conversation with her, I tried so many sessions to do that, but she pushed me and challenged me to see that avoiding talking about the pain of what I felt from childhood was not going to make me progress in sessions with her or make me progress in my emotional healing. I had to go there. And so I'm not saying that that's maybe necessarily needed for everybody in your therapy experience. 
But when it comes to forgiving someone um, or talking about how a relationship hurt you, you got to go to that place where what was that like for you in that moment and say to yourself, how are you hurt? How did that person hurt you? And I tried to avoid that and it didn't help. But once I addressed it and I talked about it, oh my gosh, the the amount of freedom you feel because I no longer held on to it. Um, it's a very simple example of like, and I don't know if people have heard this before, but when you go to the airport and you're trying to get on the plane and you have your baggage and TSA is trying to, you, you got some stuff in there that you don't need to take on the airplane to get to your destination and you put your stuff through TSA, um, the scanner, and they go in your bag and try to pull all your stuff. And he's like, "I'm. Why are you? Why are you trying to dig up in my bag? Like you mad? You big mad? You mad mad?" And it's like sometimes in therapy, you're gonna, they're gonna make you, or at least I can't say for everybody's therapist. I mean, at least for me, my therapist. Made me pull out things and I'm like, bro, you in my bag. Like, I don't need you to go all in my bag. But when she pulled out the stuff or assisted me in talking about things to pull up some things and I finally let it go or quote unquote threw it away in the trash can and got got on the plane to my destination, I realized I didn't need that stuff. I didn't need I'm no longer held down by it anymore because I pulled it out and addressed it. So just to kind of give a visual example, um, also within this point of going through pain, I realized that God really needed to prune me for my next season. Um, and the pruning season, I have some scripture to go behind this, but the pruning season kind of for me occurred in the summertime there was just a lot of things that were happening. And I remember what happened was I fasted with um, a good friend of mine. She and I fasted for a week. After my fast, I remember God was God had told me, you're going to be in a planting season until the end of the year. And I was like, what does that mean? Like a planting season? I didn't understand at that up until that point, um, as far as therapy, I was good. I was kind of at that point where I was like, okay, I feel like I'm doing well. I don't really feel like I maybe need to continue to see her because at that point we had been talking about the same thing. And I was thinking about ending my therapy with her, my, my therapist. However, after that fast, I remember going to my therapist and I had just kind of basically told her we had hit kind of a a place in myself, I felt like where I'm like, girl, you and I are talking about the same thing at this point. Like, I really don't think I want to continue to have sessions with you because we're not really getting anywhere. And I feel like I'm OK. And she kind of basically said to me, we talked through some more things and we had we had kind of figured out the root of some issues that I had been having. And child, I, it was I'll be transparent and say that basically like I struggled with confidence and we kind of found the quote unquote root of where that kind of came from. It was so when when she kind of brought that up to me, I realized, oh, no, like 
we're about to go there. And I don't know if I'm prepared for that. What I realized what God was showing me was that I needed to be pruned to grow. Um, Up until that point, I feel like I was okay. And he was like, no, no, honey, no, Rosalind. I got some more things I need for you to let go of. And in the summertime, really kind of up until maybe the fall, I kind of like laid real low. I had got off social media, had kind of really got quiet and... Oh my gosh, y'all. It was just a really pain. It was just emotionally a painful time. And what I realized was it was a pruning season for me. He had to pull some things off. And the planting part came from in order to really plant a seed, you got to pull up the roots. You got to pull up this, everything that's causing the ground not to grow. And in order for the ground to really grow good, a good harvest, the soil has to be right. In order to make the soil be cultivated, you got to put in really good um, things in the soil to make it good. So in, in, in explaining this to you, I hope I'm making sense. I realized that God had to pull up the bad things in order for me to plant some more seeds. Um, and... The pruning season, if I'm going to give a definition of what pruning means, it means to trim a tree, shrub, or bush by cutting away dead or overgrown branches or stems, especially to increase fruitfulness and growth. Um, so if you find that you're in a season that's really painful, you may be in a season where God is really trying to strip you and God stripped me, which was why I was, I had to really lay low. Um, he gave me this example of, I remember it was a couple months before like this season happened. It was like from July till about October where I really lay low, but really up until really this month, I realized I've been planting more more good seeds into my soil that are going to bring about a better harvest. I had to get stripped, y'all. Like I was stripped of a lot of things. Um, I may talk about that in particular as I feel comfortable sharing what that was like. But I had to really talk about some stuff that I didn't really want to share with my therapist um, because I was just so... I didn't realize it just needed it needed a lot of pride, a lot of shame, just a lot of rejection, um, a lot of boundary issues that I had with people. I had to get stripped, just really overwhelming um, to talk about, but it was needed. Um, And so by definition, being pruned Man, I had to be stripped. I had to literally just be stripped and God had to expose these things to me. But I remember when I was driving one day, um, it was in the summertime. And if you know and you live in Memphis, there's a lot of construction. And I talked about, I will talk about this actually more in the next episode of, um, I, I have a special episode that I have coming up. But just this construct there, if you live in Memphis, there's a lot of construction. And in particular, when construction happens, sick of being upsold at gyms. 
my guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. A lot of times... The, the street, a lane could be completely blocked off so that people can work on what's going on on the street. People aren't able to just drive through that area because there has to be particular attention to detail about that street. And, and really until it's taken care of, there's nobody that can just drive past it or be around it. And so a guy was showing me in that physical example was that I was being worked on and there wasn't a lot of people that could be around me. There wasn't a lot of things that I could personally be around or be exposed to. One being social media because I had some issues with confidence. So comparison was comparison was making me very vulnerable to my confidence. Um, in order to really plant some good things related to my confidence, I had to pull away from everything that would taint that. And so um, I was being worked on. There was some construction work happening, but it had to occur. And when I got patched up and everything was all good and all roads were clear, I could be open to more things. So I'm going to give you um, a scripture, but I want to give you a definition before I do so. So I gave you the definition of pruning. But also, I want to tell you what um, vine dresser means. So by definition, vine dresser means a person who prunes, trains, and cultivates vines. So I talked about how God had told me, and if y'all hear the train, that means you are in my home, honey, and welcome. I live near a train, so sometimes you'll hear a train while I'm recording. But um, I had to... I was in a season of planting. And so I had to be connected to, um, I had only be connected to certain things. And so John 15, one and two says, I am the vine, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. And going back to the definition, vine dresser means a person who prunes, trains and cultivate vines. So Jesus here is talking about the Lord. Scripture scripture goes on to say, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it bears more fruit. And so what I realized, and by the way, John 15 is like one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. Um, What I realized was that God being the one who absolutely knows how to cultivate trees and make them grow lots of fruit. And I actually went on a hunt of understanding what pruning meant. I looked up some YouTube videos on YouTube where it was talking about why do trees need to be pruned? And what it was saying was trees have a lot of um, branches and twigs. And pruning is important because cutting those unneeded branches off allows more sunlight to get to the actual tree so that the fruit is good and bigger and um, 
much more tastier. And so when you have a lot of twigs and a lot of trees that are on a tree trying to bear fruit, the fruit is sometimes often smaller. It doesn't really grow fruit. um, And sometimes the, the tree is of no use. And so God being the vine dresser, wanting us to be shed with his light so that we can bear good and healthy and big fruit cuts away at us sometimes and strips us of things we don't need. Maybe people, maybe a job, maybe um, pride, maybe things that emotionally or physically we don't need so that we can be able to become the full servants for him that he wants us to be. And so for me, I had to be pruned in order to even do this podcast. Six months ago, there's no way God could have said, right, do a podcast. I would not have been, one, probably okay emotionally to do it, but two, even just feeling comfortable to tell people my story. I would not have did that. I would have thought God was telling somebody else it, and he just randomly came upon me and was like, no, nah, I want you to do this. I'm like, bro, you right? Like, no, nah, you must not be talking to me. But no, he had to strip me of some things. I had to be humbled um, in order to even do this for you all. So the point was pain is going to happen. Do not avoid it. Painful experiences bring about um, very needed experiences. So number three, um, one of the third things I learned this year was I had to be very intentional with myself and my overall self-care. I realized that I wasn't intentional about taking care of Roslyn until this year. I had to, I I think I talked about this in a previous podcast where I had to become extremely selfish with myself. I had to really put in some daily practices for me to see how could I better take care of myself? How could I make self-care be a practical daily thing? Um, One of the things that I do daily um, is spend time with God. And if you follow me on Instagram, I'm up at like five in the morning, um, almost every day. Um, there's often sometimes one to two days a week I don't wake up, but I still try to find time to spend time with God during the day. Um, but if I'm not up, I'm awake. I mean, if I'm not asleep, I'm awake by like five o'clock up spending time with God. At this point now in this time of doing this practice, I spend about between an hour to hour and a half with God daily. Um, On the days where I sleep in, usually I try to spend about 30 minutes to an hour with him. And that could be in worship, um, journaling, um, reflection. Usually in that hour hour and a half time frame, I've like made my to do list for the day. I'm usually very much so in a place of like, Lord, what is it that you want me to do today? I am going to make a podcast on what I do during my time with God, because I think I don't want to say an hour and a half. And people are like, do I have to do that in order to like be close to the Lord? And it's like, 
I do that for me because I do so many things um, when I spend time with God and I really dig into the word. So that's what I do for myself. But years ago, when I started reading and spending time with God, I did not do that. My time with him was maybe 10 minutes <laughs> and it just kind of grew. And the, the things that I do changed um, when priorities in my life occurred my time with him changed so there was often times where I couldn't wake up in the morning and so I would sometimes just praise and do praise and worship on my way to work um I would read one of the things that I always suggest to people when starting to read the bible is read proverbs there are 31 proverbs in the bible there are 31 days in the year if it's like today December 9th if it's, um, you know, December 9th, read Proverbs 9, and that can be your time with God. You have no idea of just giving him a little bit, how much he can pour into you. I do a lot of my time with God as I spend a lot of time in prayer, praying for you all. I just get my mind together going into, for going into my job because I do a lot of emotional work with people. So I have to make sure I'm good. So there's different reasons why I do what I do. Not to say that you have to do that, but um, I spend about an hour to an hour and a half with the Lord. I wish it was more sometimes. Honestly, I could really go hours, but because I have that time frame, um, I realized that I had to really develop that that time and intentional time with the Lord. I also journal um, some other daily practices that I do is that I try to make sure that I make time for my husband. Um, I don't ever want the things that I do or the things that I um, set out to do business wise or ambitions take away from my home life. Um, That's my first first ministry before this podcast um, is serving the Lord and serving my husband, period. Um, So if I don't make time for him, my home life is not right. This this won't happen. This I will put this away before I neglect my home. And so um, I'm very intentional about that and making sure that I spend time with my husband, um, spending time with friends, you know, things that are daily practices that I know are going to be helpful to me. Um, And I, again, I have a whole podcast and I'm dedicating to what does that mean for daily practices and daily things that I do for God um, when I spend time with him and so on and so forth. So that's on its way, y'all. Don't worry. So just being selfish with yourself. Like, I know that those things come first. Like, God comes first. My husband comes next. Like, period. If those things are good, baby, we straight. So um, being intentional is important. The fourth thing, which was probably one of the hardest um, transitions and lessons I learned this year was that relationships end and that's okay. Um, I realized that endings don't mean things are over for us, but starting something new means ending something else. I'll say that again. Endings don't mean things are over, but starting something new means ending something else. And so um, 
realizing that relationships are valuable. One of the goals I have for next year that I know I can share is divine connections, divine friendships. I've been very intentional about who's in my space, um, who I'm around, who I share things with, who I talk to things about. And boundaries with people is something that you have to in general have. But I think when you know your values those and those values aren't compromised, um, you know when to kind of say, I don't really want this in my space or I don't really want this in my life and can speak to it. Um, that's the most important thing is speaking to it. Um, you realize that relations, some relationships you're going to have to let go. Everyone can't go into a season, season where you're going Everyone can't go with you where you need to go. And also, I realize I can't go with people into their season. I can't go with people into where God may be taking them. I can't go where God would, where, where their healing might be or take or be a part of that. And so I realize that relationships end or that there are transitions in relationships. Um a lot of my friends have gotten married this year and I realized that marriage for one is a journey. And when you get married, you realize a lot of your relationships change, not in a bad way, but just priorities are different. And so there's a time where it's you and your mans and that's okay. And ain't nothing wrong with that. Respecting, knowing that even as a friend, I have to respect that time with some of my friends who've gotten married. It's not a bad thing. Um, And so that it's important for you to know that sometimes some relationships end. Um, And I'm not trying to paint the picture that my friends have gotten married, our relationships are over. That's, That's not what I'm saying. So if that's what you're thinking that's not what this is. I'm just speaking in a general statement um, that some relationships for me this year have had to end um, and people have ended relationships with me. Um, and so transitions, relationships ending, priorities changing, things happen. Go with the flow of life. It's okay if a relationship with a friend ends. It happens. Um and also, too, realizing that um, it's okay to process the hurt behind that. It's very hurtful when a relationship's when a relationship with a friend ends, and processing how that feels. Um, that was a challenge for me. It hasn't been a challenge really. Now at this point, I'm good, but it was a challenge. It was hard. And even relationships with family and knowing that if family members have hurt you and you end those relationships to give yourself a space, that's okay. You're important. You don't have to be in a toxic situation because you don't want someone's feelings to be hurt or you feel obligated because that's your family member. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Give yourself permission, boo. Know that God's got you. And if it's, if it's meant to mend, 
he will teach you what you need to do and what you need to say. But if you need to give yourself a time frame to just step away for a second, to give yourself a minute to heal and come back as a healed person to that situation, or don't go back at all to be healed, do that for yourself. It's okay. It doesn't mean that something is never going to be. And if it's not going to be, that's fine too. He'll teach you on how to deal with that. But we have to stop feeling like we're obligated to stay in something if it's not healthy or someone has hurt us. We're not, we don't have to do that. We have to choose us because if we don't choose us, whoever is hurting us may not choose us. So um, I just want to say that give yourself the space. Realize that if you have to take some steps back, that's okay. Doesn't mean it's forever. It just means it may just be for right now. Again, that construction space that I talked to y'all about, sometimes you have to give yourself the time to be cut off for a second. That's needed. So um, the fifth and final thing I learned, which was, was a recent This was a recent um, thing I learned was that my lane is just as important as anyone else's and that my lane is my lane. Um, When I think about even doing this podcast for you all, one of the things that comes to mind was how is everybody else sharing their message? What's the way that their setup is? How do they make their podcast um, um, enjoyable? What is the things they kind of say? Why or how do their graphics look? What is their music like? How do I find an intro like theirs? And what I realized when I was doing this podcast was that God was showing me was that baby. Your lane is your lane. Your message is your message. I don't know anybody. I know people that are doing messages on podcasting. I mean, um, messages on therapy, but no one really talking about therapy and Christianity. So it was like I didn't have any context for what I needed to say. Everything that I was saying was literally coming from God. And I said, God, I don't have any kind of like mirror what this could be or what it'll look like and what he showed me was I gave you the message you don't need anybody to look up to but me and he just was like share your testimony I will lead you and people will listen you I just need you to be obedient to me and my lane is my lane I don't need to change my message because I think it'll make people listen. I want to share what I want to share because I know that God has given me the heart heart to do it for you all. And so um, my lane is my lane. But even in just a sense of practically what I do may not always be for everybody else. Um, And what other people do may not be for me. Keep your eyes forward. When you look 
around your waste time looking side by side to you that you can't even focus on what's in what's in front of you and when you look in front of you you probably walk a lot faster than if you were looking around have you ever been walking with somebody and they're and they're you're talking to them and y'all are walking forward and they look and they get distracted because I know this is me and somebody says something to them and they stop and start talking. How much time is wasted from y'all getting to one point from point A to point B because they get distracted by what's going on around them? This is me by chance too because I can never stay focused. Um, but just in this way of explaining, keep your eyes forward. Keep your eyes on the prize. Your lane is important. Your testimony, your purpose, your whatever you want to do is important. Keep your eyes on that. Don't look at other people as their way of success is better than yours. It's not. God knows your purpose. It's okay to admire people and use some of the skills that they do to get to where they go, like their discipline or learning how they were consistent. Maybe some of those things, but that doesn't mean that where they're going has to be where you're going. It doesn't. Um, And also just ask God to help you with what your lane is. If you don't know what that lane is for you, ask him. I promise you, he will show you. He will expose your lane to you. And even if you don't know what it is right now, he will expose it when you're ready. Take the time to discover you. Go to therapy. (laughs) Go to therapy. Handle what you have brought up until this point. And as you let go of those things, maybe you'll start seeing clearer on where you need to be at. Um. Set a scripture for this particular point is Proverbs 4 and 25. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. If you've got to put some things down that are making you look sideways to keep going forward, put it down for just a second. It's okay to do that. Even if you have to just put it down for a day and say, I need a minute. I need to get it together. Um... So those are my five points. I know this podcast was longer than most of my podcasts, but I really felt the need to share um, and really take my time with this with you all. Um, And I hope that this was helpful to you. If you're still listening, thank you. I'm going to say a quick prayer. um, But my mantra and kind of the thing I'm going into the new year, I've gone back and forth about this word. But um, is be my word for next year is or my words for next year is to be fearless. I'm no longer going to just keep myself back from negative thinking or what I think I should do based on where I was. I'm gonna be fearless. So that means, y'all, I got the Lord by my side. I can do all things through Him. I'm about to be a force to be reckoned with. So. I'm going to take a quick break and I'm going to come back um, with the prayer. So I'll see y'all in a second. Father, I come before you, Lord, to first just thank you for this day. God, thank you for who you are. Thank you for your transformative power, Lord God. Thank you that you know every single thing that we are going through right now. Father, as we end this year off, Lord, we just want to give you glory and honor for everything we have experienced this year, from celebrations to low points, God. 
to be at a place now where we can reflect and just say, thank you, Father. Thank you for being the mighty king. Thank you for being the one who knows our hearts in and out. Thank you for being the one who provides for us, who covers us, Lord. Father, I know that there are so many people that listen to this podcast and God, I just want you to touch their hearts right now, Lord, whether it be a dream that they have that they want to go into the next year and do, whether it be a business they want to start, whether they just want to reconnect with a family member or a friend, Lord, or if somebody is suffering from grief right now from the holiday season, God, touch them, give them peace. Father, I pray that all the things that we desire going into the next year, God, that you bless it right now. I speak as the authority of Jesus Christ as your daughter, God. I ask for just a covering and a hedge of protection around your children right now, Lord. I thank you that you have given them the authority of Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit, God. I ask that any demon or any spirit that is not of God, Father, that you take it and I bind those spirits in Jesus name and I loose your hope and your faith upon their lives, Lord. I thank you that you have given them hope in this season. I thank you that you have given them hope going into the next year, God, and I pray that the restorating power of Jesus Christ rests on their spirit, Lord. God, thank you for all the things that you have planned for us next year. God, I pray that you give us a heart that is going to work for the things that we want, a heart that's going to go after those things that the enemy tried to steal from us. And God, we are going to take it and we're going to put our foot on his neck, Lord. I bind anything that may try to distract us, that may try to make us compare ourselves to somebody else. And I pray, Lord God, that you give us the power of the Holy Spirit to work so that we can be able to do the things that we're called to do for you. God, in this season of time, I pray that you mend relationships. I pray that you mend broken homes, broken marriages, broken relationships between parents and children. And I ask that you just give us peace. I pray that you just help us to know who you are and your mighty power. I pray that those people who are going to seek therapy, God, that you give them someone that can really, really work with them in the things that they're struggling with. Help them to know that it is a process and that they can do it, Lord. I pray that you give them confidence, give them people that are surrounded by them that can support them and help them to just understand the season that they're in. If they don't know your voice, God, I pray that you give them us, give them something that will help them to know that you're with them. God, I pray that you just help them to know that you're good and that you love them. I pray for those that may not have a relationship with you or may know you, but don't know what it's like to spend time with you or what to read in your word. God, I pray that maybe they learn through this podcast on how to spend time with you, but I pray that you just give them a message of hope. That is what I really want to pray for is just hope and happiness because we deserve it because we're your children. You have loved us first, Lord, and you have granted us your son's relationship with you. So God, I just thank you for that. And I just pray that you just let every single need be met. Teach them how to handle their finances so that they have more money, so that they're not stressed about money. Teach them how to be a better friend so that they can have more friends. Teach them how to be a better girlfriend or boyfriend. Teach them how to be a better wife or a husband. Teach them how to be a better parent so that they can be able to have the things that matter, matter, Lord. 
We give you glory, honor, and praise, God. And we thank you even now for all the things you're going to do. It's in your matchless, mighty, wonderful son, Jesus' name we pray these things. Hallelujah, Lord, and amen. I love you guys. Talk to you soon. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.